this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day, I'm Dennis Estopase and our topic for today is African Swine Fever. The journalist behind the story on African Swine Fever is Business Mirror's Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas. For the text version, please go to www.businessmirror.com.ph and search for African Swine Fever. Let's get on with the story. It is May 2019 and there's a virus killing millions of swine abroad. It is not known to be fatal to human beings. What is known is that its ill effects on the meat trade could cost Filipino consumers an additional peso or two in the near future. The virus is called African Swine Fever, or ASF. It is a disease endemic to South Africa, but has managed to travel miles over the years, reaching the European continent and is now wrecking havoc in East Asia and Southeast Asia. The virus could kill a hog in two days' time, with zero chance of survival. There's also no vaccine yet to prevent it. The virus is on a rampage in China's multi-billion hog industry. It has also managed to infiltrate Cambodia, Vietnam, and Hong Kong. The Philippines remains free from the virus, and the government is trying its best to keep that status or else the republic could easily bid goodbye to its 200 billion peso local hog industry. Local and foreign analysts, industry players, and government officials paint one picture. Higher meat prices could hit the Philippines as a consequence of the havoc that African swine fever is creating in other markets. Since August 2018, China has culled over 1 million pigs. It was Beijing's first time to contract the virus. China has reported over 120 cases of African swine fever outbreaks in its over 30 provinces. Due to the losses in its stocks of hogs, China is expected to increase its import of pork meat to plug a shortfall in its domestic supply. Dutch financial firm Rabobank estimates that China will lose 30% of its pork supply this year due to African swine fever. The estimated loss is already equivalent to the whole European annual pork supply. This is also nearly 30% larger than the annual pork output of the United States. That is according to a Rabobank analysis in April 2019. The reduction in local pork output would push China to plug the shortfall by importing its requirement from Europe and the United States. This would eventually drive upward prices of global meat. According to Rabobank, this unprecedented shift in trade will likely create unexpected product shortfalls in markets that are previously served by these suppliers. Hence, this would create short-term market volatility that will ultimately result in higher global protein prices. The Rabobank added that a secular shift toward lower Chinese pork consumption will support increased demand for poultry, beef, seafood, and alternative proteins that will shape global production trends. Because of China's projected higher pork imports, the Philippines will be caught in a tug-of-war of global meat supply. According to Ben Santoso, Rabobank Singapore's food and agribusiness analyst, China's pork imports could increase by 1.5 million metric tons to 2 million metric tons this year if prices would rise to a very high level in China. Santoso said the volume of imports to China could only be filled by global suppliers. If suppliers shift exports to China, that could hurt shipments bound for the Philippines. 
Existing exporting regions, including the European Union, Canada, and Brazil, are not likely to have sufficient supply for China and will divert part of the shipments for other countries to China, Santoso told the Business Mirror. Imports by the Philippines will, hence, depend on whether it will compete with China and whether the Philippines will front-load imports before Chinese demand picks up, Santoso added. However, Santoso pointed out that China's buying price should be higher than other countries' quotations for global suppliers to hike their shipments to the East Asian country. To secure additional volumes, the exporters would need to be incentivized to come up with more supply. This could be done either through release of reserves, squeezing more production out of existing capacity, and or to divert exports originally destined to other countries, Santoso explained. All these efforts will require extra cost and compensation, which will be reflected in progressively higher prices, Santoso added. Local importers, traders, and processors said global meat prices have increased from last year, with some items already costing more than double its previous price. The uptick in the world meat prices is caused by expected higher purchases by China, as it seeks to replenish its depleting pork supply caused by ASF. Industry sources told the Business Mirror that the international price of pork and some chicken cuts is now higher by at least 10% to as much as 100%. Rex Agarado of Pampi said they are concerned because China is a very big user of pork, and when they actually have problems with their own local production, normally they would compete with the Philippines for world supply, Agarado said. For this reason, we are now seeing prices jump, especially for pork. But of course, this would have a ripple effect on chicken prices due to the shift in demand, Agarado added. Agarado said the group expects retail prices of certain pork products, such as bacon and ham, which are mostly imported and consumed by middle-class Filipinos, to go up. That's why they say that when China sneezes, the world catches cold, Agarado said. He added that China's demand is so big, it will have ripple effects on meat prices. You're still listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with senior editor Dennis Estavase. According to the Meat Importers and Traders Association, consumers' shift to chicken has driven global price of a chicken leg quarter to rise by 10% to 20% year-on-year. Its president, Jess Cham, said we are seeing increased demand in chicken meat due to higher prices of pork. Prices are already higher year-on-year and even much higher in the last quarter of last year. We are also seeing price increases across all cuts of pork, Cham said. Cham added that his group expects some correction in global meat prices in the short term, but the rates will still be higher than the average quotations last year. Cham noted that the expected spike in meat demand in Western countries during summer would sustain the upward trend in global meat prices. James Sumner, the president of the United States Poultry and Egg Export Council, said, Global poultry meat prices would shoot up even if the United States is not currently shipping to China because of the trade conflict between the two countries. Sumner told the Business Mirror that China's increased demand for all meat will no doubt have a strong impact on all meat prices, especially poultry, which is the lowest-priced meat protein alternative. But regardless whether the United States ships to China, the net effect will be higher global poultry prices. One of the sectors that could be most hit by higher global meat prices would be poor Filipino consumers who get protein sources from low-cost processed meat products. Jess Cham said meat processors could find themselves in a tighter competition abroad for their raw materials for manufacture 
particularly for mechanically deboned meat or MDM. According to Cham, processors will be challenged to find alternatives to meet their price points to keep prices affordable to the masses. Meanwhile, Agarado said global MDM prices have not increased so far since 2018, which allows them not to hike prices on processed meat products. However, this is only possible because of a 5% tariff on chicken MDM imports. According to Agarado, what is saving the day for us is of course MDM prices, which has not advanced since last year. We expect prices to remain where it is today if the government would be keeping the duty at 5%. Added Agarado, prices for products for mass-based population will be tempered by the availability of good price of the MDM, which is possible at the current tariff rate. Sumner, however, said the reversion of the tariff on MDM imports to 40% could hurt more Filipino consumers, particularly the poor. The reversion of tariffs could also slow down U.S. exports of raw materials to the Philippines. According to Sumner, this would be unfortunate for Philippine consumers, especially as we expect poultry prices to increase due to the enhanced demand from China. Sumner added that Philippine consumers can probably expect higher meat prices this year as a result of demand for all meat proteins, including pork and poultry. Since 2018, the group Pampi have cautioned that reverting the tariff on chicken MDM imports to 40% would push retail prices of canned meat products and hot dogs to increase by 12% to 17%. But that was in 2018, when the devastation and crippling effects of the African swine fever to the global meat market was not yet felt and seen. So, what happens if the government pursues hiking the tariff slap on chicken MDM imports? According to Agarado, it would be a double whammy as pork prices going up and MDM prices also going up. Agarado added, we will cross the bridge when we get there. However, it is very obvious with a 5% to getting back to 40% at this time of the year. The government has not yet issued any executive orders on the finality of duties on chicken MDM imports even after the passage of the Rice Trade Liberalization Law. The enactment of the Rice Trade Liberalization Law would mean that the tariffs on chicken MDM would automatically revert to 40% from the current 5% which is part of the country's commitment to the World Trade Organization. However, industry sources said the 40% tariff is not yet implemented by the Bureau of Customs, but application of the higher duty is seen in the near future. Meat importer Maria Teresa del Mundo, who is also the CEO of MTDM Trading, said she has observed higher prices of imported raw materials for meat processors since the beginning of 2019. According to del Mundo, the problem she is encountering right now is that the bigger clients, corporations, and processors do not even believe her when she says that prices have gone up already. Del Mundo told the Business Mirror that they want her to maintain the price that they bought the commodity last year. She cannot do that, she said, because the suppliers abroad are not giving that price anymore. Edwin Chen, the president of the Pork Producers Federation of the Philippines, or Pro Pork, said they have also observed price movements locally, particularly in culled sows, driven by higher meat demand. Chen said prices per kilogram of culled sow has gone up to 75 pesos from the usual 65 pesos. Culled sows, Chen explained, is used by meat processors to produce ham, tocino, and other processed meat products. Meat processors are now shifting to local producers. They are now buying more cold sows than before, Chen told the Business Mirror. Chen added that this could be a reaction to higher global meat prices. Furthermore, Chen said they have seen the price gap between imported pork belly 
and locally produced pork belly, diminishing over the past few weeks. Usually, imported pork belly is cheaper by as much as 60 per kilogram compared to locally produced pork belly. Imported pork belly prices are now at $3 per kilogram compared to the previous $1.70 to $1.80 price range, according to Chen. Its landed cost is already equivalent to locally produced pork. Del Mundo echoed Chen's remarks adding that landed price of imported pork liempo is at least 200 pesos per kilogram compared to the prices before at 180 pesos to 990 pesos per kilogram. Locally produced pork liempo is priced at about 240 pesos per kilogram. Welcome back. You're still listening to the Business Mirror Podcast. For a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estavase. Despite the anticipated spike in global meat prices, the Philippines is still poised to increase its annual imports this year, according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. In its biannual Food Outlook report, the Food and Agriculture Organization expects Philippine meat imports to expand by nearly 10% to 691,000 metric tons from 629,000 metric tons last year, as the improvement in the purchasing power of Filipinos would hike demand for animal protein. This is despite a projected 3.27% increase in local meat production. The FAO said the country's meat output this year will reach 3.722 million metric tons, which is the carcass weight equivalent, from the 3.604 million metric tons last year. The FAO projected that poultry will account for 46.08% of the total imports, as it remains the most sought-after product by Filipinos, particularly by the middle and low-income classes. Philippine poultry meat imports this year would reach 318,000 metric tons, nearly 10% over the 290,000 metric tons in 2018. Likewise, the country's pork imports this year would expand by 11.04% to 181,000 metric tons from 163,000 metric tons in 2018. According to the FAO, the market optimism rests principally on expectations of a strong growth in import demand, mainly from China but also Japan, the Philippines, Mexico, and Ghana. U.S. Meat Export Federation Asia-Pacific Senior Vice President Joel Haggard said, They are seeing growth across all areas of the Philippine meat sector, from the processing to food service. Haggard told the Business Mirror the Philippines is enjoying the growth that other countries are enjoying as well. He said that they see the Philippines' total meat imports rose quite significantly in 2018. I think there's room for growth in meat consumption in the Philippines, Haggard told the Business Mirror. We do think there's growth potential in protein consumption overall, Agard said, adding that the Philippines is the U.S. 11th top market for meat. The Brazilian Animal Protein Association said it remains optimistic in hiking its pork shipments to the Philippines, despite the higher demand from China. This is due to the increasing demand of local traders from sources that are free from African swine fever, such as Brazil. However, Ricardo Santin, executive director of the ABPA, said that the Philippines would have to compete with China in securing their pork and poultry meat supplies from Brazil. Santin said all the international meat trade can be changed by the crisis. He added that probably China and other countries that will compete for pork meat also will buy more chicken and other meats to replace the decrease of pork meat offer. Data provided by the ABPA showed that their pork exports to the Philippines in the first quarter increased by 8.3%, which is 2.009 million metric tons from the 1.854 million metric tons in the same period in 2018. Likewise, the value of pork exports grew 5.9% to 
to nearly 4 million from 2.938 million a year ago, the ABPA data showed. In a statement sent to the Business Mirror, Australian Embassy in the Philippines assured that it is doing its best to ensure that its territory remains free from the African swine fever. Among other measures, Australia said it restricts the entry of meat products from countries that are not free from ASF and also of foot and mouth disease. Furthermore, it has also imposed stringent surveillance in its point of entries to ensure that no smuggled meat would enter Australia. This, the Australian Embassy noted, would allow Canberra to continue to expand its meat exports to the Philippines. Australia is the country's top source for beef and it also ranks 11 in terms of total pork imports. Australia will continue to work regionally to help in the international response to this disease situation, the Australian Embassy said. The statement said that Australia is a major exporter of meat and is free of the major livestock diseases that affect meat production in many countries. It added that this gives confidence and stability to our trading partners and buyers of Australian meat. For Agriculture Secretary Emmanuel F. Pinol, China's pork problems could be a blessing in disguise for Filipino hog producers. Pinol have floated the idea of exporting local pork to China to reduce the glut in domestic supply caused by aggressive production. Pinol's response to Business Mirror's query if exporting pork to China would be risking the country's supply given that it is not self-sufficient, I don't think so. The Agriculture Secretary elaborated, If racers see the available market and additional demand, then they would increase their production. The Agricultural Secretary is not alone in this view, as Rabobank also noted that countries that may have supply surplus may export to China and take advantage of favorable prices. However, Santoso said in the case of the Philippines, exports could be limited as the country is constrained by supply and if, only if, it could maintain its ASF-free status. Rolano Embriones, Senior Research Fellow of Philippine Institute for Development Studies, said it will always be an issue of supply for the Philippines if it wants to be part of the global meat trade. Briones told the Business Mirror, if the local production is unable to meet even our local demand, then I don't really see how we will be able to export to China, especially since there are other large producers closer to China. It's a tall order, Briones said. Besides, I think our pork producers would rather cater to domestic market than have to ship to China due to prices. Welcome back. You're still listening to the Business Mirror Podcast. For a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estavase. Industry sources noted that only big companies could export abroad since backyard racers, which account for 60% of total hog output, are incapable of doing so. For one, the government has no AAA abattoir that could slaughter hogs for international market. Worse, it doesn't have a meat packing or meat cutting plant to export pork as the commodity is traded in terms of cuts. A person familiar with the matter told the Business Mirror that it is unlikely that the Philippine government could export pork to China, especially this year, because of the lack of proper facilities. It could be done, but maybe by big corporations, the source said. The organization ProPork said opening up the Chinese market for local pork, even if only big companies could take advantage of such, would still be beneficial to the industry. According to Chen, allowing big companies to export pork would reduce the current oversupply, thus slowly increase farm gate prices of live hogs. Earlier, the agriculture secretary said that Thai agriculture firm is already processing its papers for the export of pork to China. 
According to Chen, the small backyard racers will not be able to export, but the importance of opening up the Chinese market is for the big corporations to reduce their supply. If Chinese prices are attractive enough, which would then create space in the domestic supply. By then, the small backyard racers would be the one filling up the local demand, according to Chen. Agriculture Department documents obtained by the Business Mirror showed that the DA estimate that the country would have a pork supply surplus of 331,393 metric tons on the back of higher output and increased imports. This would mean that the Philippines would have a buffer stock good for at least 69 days, at an estimated 5,000 metric tons daily nationwide pork demand. The Department of Agriculture estimates that total pork production this year will hit 1.635 million metric tons, with imports reaching nearly 441,000 metric tons. Total pork demand this year is estimated at 1.744 million metric tons, with a total population of 108.106 million and a per capita consumption of 16.14 kilograms. Without imported pork, the country would have a supply shortage of nearly 110,000 metric tons, which is equivalent to nearly 23 days. The projections of the Department of Agriculture have not taken into consideration the impact of African swine fever on global meat trade, but some industry sources noted that the country's pork imports could be reduced this year. What happens if the Philippines get ASF and it loses its swine population? Cham said they still do not know yet. For some analysts, it is crucial for the Philippine government to ensure that its territory remains free from the dreaded swine virus, or else it would face a more horrible enemy, which are price spikes. Santoso said if the Philippines gets hit by the African swine fever, then it would create a ripple effect across all meat prices domestically, with pork prices plunging due to knee-jerk reaction. Santoso noted that pork imports by the Philippines have been steadily increasing, making it as the top importer within Southeast Asia. Santoso told the Business Mirror that the initial reaction to an ASF outbreak is typically a price drop, as consumers would avoid pork and farms liquidate and hesitate to restock. But eventually, any shortage will inflate domestic pork prices, and importers will also need to bid up pork prices if global supply is tight, Santoso added. However, displacement in pork demand could create opportunities for other meat and food suppliers including poultry, beef, and seafood. For Del Mundo, the devastation made by the African swine fever in foreign countries should serve as a wake-up call for the government to ramp up investments in the livestock sector to improve local production. If the Philippines would be self-sufficient in production, then its supply would not be dependent on global suppliers and prices would not be dictated by the exporters, Del Mundo said. Del Mundo said, Although I am an importer, I really do believe that our government needs to subsidize the farmers. To be honest, I see this as a blessing for our country, and I think this needs to be taken seriously. Del Mundo added that the Philippines should have an alternative. Our local production should be promoted very, very well. This is a good opportunity for us Filipinos to back up our agriculture and further develop it. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast. For a broader look on business, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.